So like that's when I kind of realized like, well, I don't think that was like the best use of my time towards the end there when it's like you said, I think it's just like the repeat coverage of everything was by far the most helpful. All right, welcome to episode 17 of the CPA exam experience from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, this will be audio only, so I guess the podcast only. You'll hear me talk with Tori. She is a Superfast CPA customer and now a CPA. So in this interview with Tori, I want you to listen for three things. Again, like the other interviews, the whole interview is going to be valuable, and it paints kind of the entire picture, but three specific things to kind of listen for. She talks a lot about repetition and how that was the most helpful concept or practice for her. Spending a lot more time on repetition or coverage of all the topics, whereas, you know, she had a few failed sections and she'll talk about how one of the biggest mistakes she made in those failed sections was spending a lot of time on specific topics, whereas when she figured out or went on to pass those sections that she had failed previously, the change that she made was focusing all of her time on re-review of all the topics over and over and over. And that just made a big difference. So repetition. So the second thing would be her experience with the four different sections. And she had no problems with two of the sections, but then the other two sections just presented enough problems where she kind of had to reevaluate and change her study approach. And it's not always just FAR and REG that are the hard ones. A lot of people, including a few of these actual interviews that we've done, a lot of people will pass FAR and REG and then really struggle with BEC and audit. And so it really just depends on your background, the classes that you had in college, and a lot of other factors to where you just never know which section is going to kind of throw you for a loop and present the biggest challenge. So she talks about how she had to reevaluate and kind of change her study approach to get over those last two sections. The third thing that I want you to listen for is she talks about how she actually did most of her main studying or her main study sessions at night, which if you're a customer and you listen to our or you watch our study hacks videos, I say that you should really try to study in the mornings if at all possible. However, if you truly operate best at night, if you're kind of a night owl, then you know, it does make sense to study when you personally work or operate the best. But the thing that I want you to listen for is she talks about how she had to have very firm boundaries with kind of her friends and family. Because the big problem with studying at night is it's so easy for things to kind of pop up throughout the day and ruin your evening study session. So when you save that main study session for the evening, there are just so many things that can go wrong in the day or pop up and you need to deal with or you really want to hang out with friends or there's a family birthday party. There are just a million things that come up. And so for someone to successfully maintain those daily study sessions and make sure they happen, you basically have to cut everything else out for a few months. And so she talks about how she did that in this interview. And again, if you've listened to these interviews and you found them helpful, please take a second and leave a review on iTunes or on the Apple podcast app or wherever you listen to these podcasts. I just want to read a recent review. This is from N.W. Christensen. So I just got my passing score for FAR last night. I'm here to pay tribute to Nate, all the other interviewers on this podcast. Thank you for sharing your experiences and tips. It's more motivating than you'll ever know. I'm also a super fast CPA customer, and Nate really does provide an excellent blueprint. So thank you for that review. If you've listened to these and you found them helpful, please share them with someone that you know that's working on their CPA exams as well. 
just share the specific episode that you found the most helpful because they will help other people that are working on their exams and it helps spread the word for the podcast. So all that being said, if this is the first thing that you have come across from Superfast CPA, if this is the first episode you've listened to somehow, the best place to start with our strategies would be one of our free study trainings. These are a one-hour training where we will walk you through the perfect two-hour study session. And our big claim with this is when you approach the study process just a little bit differently, using your current review materials, doesn't matter what review course you're using, you can get more done in two hours than what you would normally get done in four to five hours studying the normal way. And so the idea is that if you're working full-time, which most people are, all you need to do is spend that two hours a day ideally in the mornings with your main review course. So your main study session only needs to take two hours a day and then you do longer sessions on the weekend. But in this training, we walk through exactly what to do when you sit down to study each day so that you are instantly being effective and efficient. You're not wasting any time and you're focusing on the most high leverage study strategies that get you the best results. So to sign up for one of those free trainings, just text pass now one word to 44222 or you can just go to our website at superfastcpa.com and it's pretty easy to find a link to one of these trainings. So with that, let's get into this interview with Tori. So uh, starting from the beginning, what was your process or, or how did you get started with the CPA study process? Did you just kind of graduate school and then get a review course and just start studying or, or what was the beginning like for you? Yeah, I pretty much started uh, right after so I had accepted a position with BKD and then they had given me, they provided us with um, the study course. And so I started doing that, not right away that summer after I graduated, but I started with um, the course pretty soon after that, close to like when I started working. And okay. I started um, and I started off taking audit right away, just since I was one of the smaller ones. And that was what I first started studying for and and how did that go i mean did you just study and and pass it or was it kind of a struggle in the beginning or what was your initial experience like studying yeah i actually um i did fine with audit and bc and those two were pretty good no problems with those but i struggled a little bit more with um far and reg and so those ones i actually ended up having to take a couple times and that's kind of what took me a little bit to get used to. I had to kind of switch up how I was studying for those. I realized, I mean, obviously audits a lot more just, I mean, conceptual stuff and it's not mm -hmm. as, as much, you know, quality on the math and whatnot. And so, I mean, it's just a little bit different figuring that out. And I had ended up realizing more. So for me, what worked best was having to just like go through the multiple choice over and over and over. Like I was always much more of just kind of like read through everything and try to go through it once or twice instead of always just like, I think it was just more the idea of how to, like, the application base was so much more important with these than what I was used to just from college even. And so I think once I found out that it was, you know, do the multiple choice over and over, that's what really, I think, helped me the most. Yeah. Um, and where exactly. where on your timeline did you come across Superfast CPA? Was it, like, in the middle or did you start with it from the beginning? No, I actually, it was, yeah, probably more towards the middle when I was struggling with those two. So I had taken FAR, I think, twice at that point and was, had gotten, like, really close, but just wasn't quite over the passing mark. And I don't even, I think I just, honestly, I think I just found it online at one point when I was just looking up different ideas of how to study for it and whatnot. Yeah. And it, 
<laughs> and super fast is what I came up and that's what I then looked into. And so then I, at that point had downloaded or got the audio and yeah, the audio is what I found was super helpful for me just because I was studying while I was working. And so, and I, mm-hmm. since I'm on the audit side, we traveled a lot. So just like being able to like put that on the way to work in the morning or like wherever we were traveling to that day or that week and just like having the extra time where it's like, even if you're just like going for a run or something like that. Like I found that to be extremely helpful, just like constantly having that going over and over in my nice. head just from those. Yeah. And did you go in and like watch the study hacks videos? Is that how you kind of changed from uh, yeah. watching yeah, lectures to going to multiple choice mm-hmm. first? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I watched that study hack video and just like, well, I was like, you know, a different approach isn't going to hurt at this point since I'm obviously struggling with whatever I'm doing right now. So then I kind of switched up and I would say I still watch lectures first just because for me, I just liked having the background of it. But then I was able to, I mean, just having the extra like summarized materials that Superfast CPA was able to provide just like on top of that and then doing the multiple choice with it just seemed to really help put it over the top as far as just having the extra boost of like the summary information beside it. Yeah. And so what was your, like, what did a typical day of studying look like for you? Did you get up and study in the mornings or did you do it after work? And then whatever you did Mm -hmm. use, whether it was our stuff during your day from the app or just like an entire day of studying, what was that? What did that look like for you? Yeah, since I was doing most of it while I was working, um, I usually, I was, I'm not much of a morning studier. So most of my like I mean, big majority of my studying happened at night, but it was usually like when I was getting ready in the morning for work, I usually would have the audio from Superfast CPA going in the morning and then I'd listen to that on my way to work. And then during the day, since, I mean, you just kind of have small bits of time, I mean, I would usually just, I would take the summarized actual like PDF version and I would read mm-hmm. through that during my breaks. And so, I mean, I had to kind of just discipline myself to get off of, you know, looking at Facebook or whatever it was and just using those like five to 10 minutes. And I had them to look at that stuff. So I found yeah. that helpful. And then usually during lunch, I tried to get in like a set of multiple choice at some point. And then, you know, the rest of the day, like I said, kind of using those. And even sometimes even listening to the audio during the day, because I mean, there are times when like we weren't working in groups where I could put it in, you know, with an earbud or whatever, and I could listen to it a little bit, but then mm-hmm. I'd usually listen to it on the way home. And then, once I got home, I usually would study for three to four hours most nights um, once I got back. And that's when I really kind of sat down and did, you know, actually went to the multiple choice and the simulations and really just like did all the practicing for it, I guess. And if I, I mean, that was like after I'd gotten through more like the lectures and stuff like that too. But usually my heavy, heaviest part of studying was in the evening. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so yeah. throughout your day with, all the audio listening, like outside of your main review course, I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like it was probably an extra hour or two hours a day all put together that you were using like the, the super fast CPA stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then three or four hours. So that's, yeah, that's a decent amount of time studying. What were your Saturdays and yeah. Sundays? Like, did you try to yeah. like both time wise, like how much time did you try to study on those two days? And also did you, actual how you actually studied did you treat it any differently or did you just was it the same as weekdays Um, i would say on saturdays and sundays i usually tried to get in oh i'll probably do six or seven hours both days just what i mean i was since i was trying to cram a lot and get a couple tests done so i would yeah 
usually I would try to get up a little bit. I mean, I'd probably usually get up by like eight or so on those days and then really just try to crank out a good majority of it in the morning and like gave myself a little more time in the evening. So those just so I had a little more time, just kind of do my own thing and a little break for myself that way. So I tried to get in a good four hours in the morning by noon. And then I'd usually take a break for like an hour, an hour and a half around that lunchtime, just kind of decompress a little bit. And then I get back on and study another three or four hours usually in the afternoon. And then, and most of that I would say was probably more just from like the actual study course material where I was just, again, going through multiple choice and the simulations over and over again. Yeah. And I'd say there were definitely some some weekends where like I would still probably take you know a few hours off even after I'd done that and get back on again later in the evening just because I was more of a night owl so I just try mm-hmm. to use that time a little bit more but I would say I definitely try to do more in the morning right away just since I'd be used to waking up for work or whatever it was at that point anyway. Yeah, and that just it does give you some time, like you said, at least those two days to kind of do something else and refresh before the week starts. Right. Hopefully. Yeah, and it's like when you're working, doing it too, it just having that little bit of time outside of all of that too, it just helps kind of rejuvenate a little bit. Yeah. And what was your process of taking notes? I mean, did you make flashcards or did you take just kind of standard notes or did you do any of that? Yeah, I've always been a big just general note taker. I was never big into note cards, but I was usually just had a notebook for each section I was taking. And I and I did find that I actually helped a lot too for first it kind of bothered me because it seemed to take so much more time to actually go through and write all of them out but that's always been for me one of the better ways that I study is just writing it out and taking that time so just like I think it slows you down instead of skimming through stuff so fast and so I actually did take a lot of notes and in the end when I like looked at all my stuff I mean I probably had a good couple piles of notebooks worth of notes that I did take yeah I mean that's something that uh doing these interviews it's it's been interesting because the people that have figured this out, you know, and and passed their exams, they've all kind of, they're kind of the big things that they all kind of say they did the same way. And so everyone has had some form of, of note taking. And I just think that's really important. Like you said, it's a totally different thing to, I mean, because if you're going to write down, write down either a flashcard or take notes, you basically have to kind of understand it first so that process mm-hmm. of kind of forcing yourself to understand a topic to the point where you can write your own notes about it is just very different than, you know, just reading over something with your eyes and then moving on to something else. It kind of makes it your own. Right. You kind of capture it in a way. Right. And especially since everything was just so much, I mean, cause I, when I started taking the exam, I, they, I had like the switch over in between them when they started making, I mean, when they changed them a little bit and started making them a little bit tougher even that point too. And like when things became even more like application based and they kind of like the percentages of problems versus conceptual stuff on there too. So I think that was helpful. Yeah. Especially just like getting a really good understanding for things so that I could actually make the application a little bit quicker and easier throughout the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. how did you treat like, Multiple choice questions is pretty, you know, self-explanatory. You kind of go through those, read the responses, mm-hmm. and then sims are pretty different. And there, you know, there there could be a hundred different ways of kind of breaking those apart and trying to learn how mm-hmm. they work. So, like, what? How did you approach studying for and preparing for the simulations? Yeah, that part was definitely, I feel like, where I struggled a little bit more, especially more so for like reg. I think is where I struggled with that the most, but I think for me, I would say I definitely went through 
I felt like for me, since I knew that was kind of where I struggled a little bit, since there's such a wide range of what could have been on the test, since there's just so much in both of those books you have to like go through, I mm-hmm. really focused hard on like knowing like the multiple choice because I was like, if I can at least get you know a pretty high grade on that part of it, that gives me a little bit more room in the simulations to make some errors if that's the case. And so I hit the multiple choice probably a lot harder than the Sims, but I did spend time. I mean, on each section, like I did go through every single simulation they had. And then I usually end up going through them two or three times at least just because like I would go through them once when I would go through each section the first time. And then once I was through the whole book and all the different sections, I would go back through and like my kind of, my process was to just do like the grouping of however many, like all the multiple choice, I would do like 30 multiple choice. And then I would do a simulation, do 30 multiple choice, do another simulation and just like yeah. have a, do a random generator of them. And so I did, and then like towards the end when I was studying like more comprehensive, just like a couple, like the week before the exam and whatnot, I would say I went through the simulations again, like another two or three times just to, cause I mean, obviously the simulations were different on the exam and whatnot, but I mean, there were definitely some that were very similar to ones mm-hmm. I had studied. So I felt like as long as I had at least a general idea of them and I'd gone through them a few times, I could probably get through it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I ended up going through them quite a bit more. I mean, at least like the, when I finally did pass, like once that's what I think changed the most, like I just went through those more than what I definitely had the first time. Yeah. And that's, uh, that is basically kind of what I tell people too, is using the multiple choice is such an effective way at kind of learning the material, especially the version of the material that you're actually going to see on the exam because it's questions mm-hmm. and right by doing a lot of that, you kind of get how it works uh, behind the scenes, so to speak. And so it's easier to, because the Sims are so dynamic and can appear completely different on test day, knowing kind of the underlying concepts and how it really works is a lot more usable on test day than just going through a million practice Sims just to go through practice Sims. But like you said, at the same time, you do have to go through a decent amount. I mean, you do want to know how they work and the different formats they can show up in, but. Yeah. And I think that's almost the bigger piece of it. It's just even just like understanding the format of what you're going to see. So that when you get in there, you look at it, you don't panic just being like, Oh God, how am I going to like work through this? I think just being able to just see how it was set up originally was definitely helpful because I wouldn't even say it was like when I was going through the Sims, I mean, I definitely like looked at them and tried to get understanding as you're going through them, but I don't wouldn't say I actually like really studied them as hard as I did the multiple choice, just because I knew that spending a whole bunch of time on the exact things that they gave us wasn't necessarily going to be as helpful when I know that they're going to be different te- questions when I get there anyway. So I felt kind of like you're saying there was like if you really understand it and you're able to go through the multiple choice and you understand those concepts and the applications that you're making there, then like I think that was able to give me a good enough base to be able to like work through the problems on in the simulation area once I got there. Yeah, that's a good point. So you kind of mentioned this, but what was your, what, what was kind of your uh, final review process or more specifically, like what did you do in the last two or three days before an exam? Yeah. So usually the way I scheduled them out, I had tried to leave myself after getting through all the sections, I would try to leave myself two weeks to do like, you know, the total comprehensive review once I was through everything. So I usually did, and most of them I was able to do that for, and then I would just study, I mean, depending on the test, but I would study, you know, one chapter each day that 
what's like the two weeks left, I'd study one chapter each day for that first week, just to kind of review it all, go through my notes, go through the notes that some like stuck out on the review courses and whatnot, and then try to do some multiple choice like each day with those. And then when I got to the final week before the exam, same kind of thing, but I usually, I would go through my notes like every night before I went to bed, even like I would, again, like throughout the week, if I was going for a run or doing something else, just to like kind of get my brain off a little bit, I would still listen to the audio stuff just to have that kind of keep, you know, pulsing through my brain a little bit. And then I would just sit and I honestly, for like that whole week, I just would go through random sets of like 30 multiple choice and look at a simulation, 30 multiple choice, look at a simulation. So it was just kind of a constant. I mean, it's very repetitive, but I feel like that was just really helpful in doing that. And then just like reading through all my notes and like the summary PDF version from super fast CPA, like going through all of that, like at night before I went to bed, just kind of have one last thing. And then I usually took the test. Um, I was more of an afternoon person when I would go in and take the test. Just so I could have that morning to really just made me feel better to go be able to go through and look at a couple last things beforehand and whatnot. So that was usually kind of how I ended up for that last week. Yeah, no, I like that. And that's, uh, that's such an effective format is the uh, the set of 30 questions followed by like a little set of practices just because again that's mm-hmm. you know that's generally what the exam is and also the last week or i mean whatever it is two weeks whatever your review consists of should just be getting mm-hmm. repeat coverage instead of i think a big mistake people make is spending those last two weeks or the last few days trying to kind of perfect maybe the four or five hard topics that they struggle with. Whereas, you know, two of those, you might not even see a question on, you might see a question on two of those topics. But if you spend all your time becoming an ex becoming an expert on like inventory valuation, that's not nearly as valuable as just spending that last week, getting as much repeat coverage as you can of just random, you know, everything because the, the exams cover like 200 topics. Yeah, I totally agree. I would say like my first time around when I was struggling with those two, like FAR and REG particularly, it was, I I would say I kind of fell into that at first. Where I was like, okay, these are like the hardest spots ones I've struggled the most, like go through these, you know, a bunch at the end there. But in reality, when I got to the exam, like I think I had gotten like one or two questions on those main big pieces that I was looking at. So like that's when I kind of realized like, well, I don't think that was like the best use of my time towards the end there when it's like you said, I think it's just like the repeat coverage of everything was by far the most helpful. Yeah. Nice. And like for me as well, I mean, I did the Becker review course and a lot of ours, I mean, like it's set up exactly like that course I'd say for the most part. And so just like seeing again, even just like the format of how the questions are asked. I think sometimes you can get in your head with like when you're reading those questions, like, well, are they asking this or this? And I think it's like the more you go through it and see how they want you to answer by doing those multiple choice over and over, it's just a lot easier to just go that much quicker through them when you're actually like taking the test that day. Yeah. So you you passed the first two, audit and BEC, and then you kind of struggled with, mm-hmm. was it FAR or did you did you kind of go back and forth between FAR and REG? I kind of went back and forth because I had taken FAR and didn't pass it by like seven points, I think. And then I, I think I retook that one pretty soon afterwards. And I like gotten a couple points higher, but still obviously wasn't there. And then at that point, but I think when I took that, I had, it was at the beginning of the testing period. So I didn't find out about that until after I'd started studying for reg. And so then found out I hadn't passed that one, but still need to take, finish going through reg. So it took reg. 
and then hadn't passed that one. That one I was closer on, but still didn't pass that one. And so then after that one, but again, I think that was another one where I was towards the beginning of a test period for that one as well. So like those two, I kind of fought back and forth with for a little bit having to study. So it wasn't the most efficient as far as, you know, just being able to study one and then restudy it right away. So that part was kind of bummer, but, but yeah, those two are definitely the ones I struggled with a little bit more. And then which, like, what was your third one that you uh, passed then? Did you go back to far? Uh, far. Far. And then did you get reg on the next attempt? Yes. Yep. So I think I kind of figured it out with far, like what worked a little bit better as far as studying went. And so then I was able to use that when I jumped back into reg. And then that's when I got that one. Nice. And so, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing I know the answer based on what you said, but what was the big key change? What do you think was just the number one change you made when you kind of figured it out and then you were able to pass far and then pass reg? Yeah, I'd say it was the biggest part was just the repetition. I mean, it wasn't really, because like for me, it was still important. Like, I don't know, I was told by a lot of people like, you know, I don't think it's necessary that you need to watch every single lecture they have up here and like read through the book and whatnot. And that's fine. And I think for some people that did work, but for me, I like, I just studied better that way, like being able to read through it and take the notes. And so like, I still did that. And I think it definitely took me more time to do so. But I think that on top of just like the repetitive multiple choice and just the audio being able to listen to it all the time and just constantly, I mean, every hour of some sort, it seemed like I had some kind of CPA material going on. Like, I think that was definitely the most, most help. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge thing. And that, that's the part that I talked, talk to people about a lot. And it's the point of having our products the way they are. It's like, if you can keep this stuff on your brain, like every two hours about throughout the day, it's dramatically different for your retention and understanding than just doing one big session once each day. Yeah, I totally agree. That that was definitely a game changer. Cause I mean, there were even pieces I feel like that, you know, you'd listen to in the audio that I really didn't study that much or it's like someone, you know, it would come up at some point on little twist or whatever. And it's like, Oh, like, I don't know if I would have necessarily even like looked at that as much if I hadn't have heard it on the audio or whatever it was like that way, just pieces like came from the different types of studying you did throughout the day. I think that was helpful. Yeah. And then uh, basically kind of the last question, what was it like when you saw your fourth passing score? <laughs> I still remember the day. No. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I was, yeah, I was at work that cause it was, was actually last summer and I was at work and I and I was always one where I never wanted to look right away in the morning. I always <laughs> waited till the afternoon after work. So I was like, I don't want it to be a depressing day if I didn't pass it. But I actually decided to look at work that afternoon and saw the passing score and was pretty excited. <laughs> just the biggest relief in the world. Yeah, it's just like all the weight is just finally off your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny how that is. Everyone has described it in that way, which... That's the thing. It's just every day where you don't have four passing tests is just, it's almost like feels like the same as the beginning. It's just, there's no relief till you're just completely done. Right. Until you're absolutely done. It's like, you know, obviously you're stressed that whole time a little bit and it's like, you know, the weight's there, but it's like, I don't think you really realize how much weight's been on your shoulders until you take that last one and it's finally, it's just done. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, this only lasts for a few months, but once you get done, it's almost like just having work each day is almost fun, you know, compared to right. trying to study and go to work. Right. Yeah. Your attitude towards that changes a little bit. So you're like, oh, this is all I have to do for <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I think we covered a lot. Any other of your own 
tips or strategies you would give to anyone who's currently studying anything we didn't cover? I would say one thing I had tried to do more that I just wasn't as good at. And I don't know maybe if it's because I, you know, with work and stuff too, but I'd say, I mean, I was always more the night owl as far as studying. And I think that they say that like, if you're taking them right after, like right out of college and you're, you know, taking that summer to take them or whatever it is, they say, don't try to switch up your study habits a lot. Like do what you normally have as far as like timing of when you would normally study and whatnot. And so, I mean, like I said, I was more the night owl, so that's what worked for me. But like, I had tried for a while there when I was working to get up early and do like a couple hours in the morning before work, just so it's like, you have it, it's done. You don't have to try to like talk yourself into it at night when you're tired after working, you know, however many hours you did that day. So I'd say if like people like need something to switch it up to, or it's like, you know, try doing a few hours, even if it's just an hour in the morning, I mean, it's one less hour you have to do at night after work if you are doing it while you're working. Right. But then those of those who, you know, aren't doing and they're trying to do it that summer beforehand, like, it is a lot to cram in in one summer. If you like graduate, do it in the summer, then start work in the fall. But like, I would say like, if you have that opportunity, like definitely, definitely do it because it, it makes a big difference if you're not having to do it while you're working. Yeah, I do. I think there's a lot to be said about that. And if kind of your natural, when you work and can focus the best and I'm, you know, I'm always telling people like, listen, if you have problems making it happen each day, the easy solution, well, it's not easy, but to guarantee you get it done is switch to two hours in the morning. Just do two hours in the morning. Then it's in the books. It puts you on the right foot each day. You have a lot. You don't have to stress out about it as you go to work the whole day and dread it for after work. But there are people, you know, that like you said, or like you did actually do work better at night. But the question there is how did you prevent your study sessions from getting screwed up by friends or family by leaving it for the night? Did you just kind of cut people off for a few months or or how did you manage that and make sure it happened each night? Yeah, I would say at first it was a little tough just being like, no, I can't like, you know, really discipline myself to not go do something. Even if I'd be like, oh, I'm only going to do this for an hour or whatever. But I was like, that hour makes it really easy to come back and be like, well, now I'm kind of tired. I'm going to go to bed or whatever. So I would say like, a little, like the further I got into it after like the first two tests, especially I was like, I would say most of my friends would probably say I was pretty like dormant as far as like seeing them. I, I really just didn't go out and do a whole lot of anything <laughs> yeah. for that time period. It was like, for me, since I'm on the audit side, like, I mean, we did travel quite a bit. And so, I mean, I definitely found myself having, even just like in the evenings after work, it's like most of the time we'd go and like have dinner together someplace. But I mean, most of the time I would say, can you drop me back off at the hotel so that I can get a few more hours of studying? And it's like, it definitely, it, it really does kind of force, like force your discipline for sure, because it's obviously really easy to say, Oh no, I'll go do something else just for a little bit. And then, you know, have a hard time getting back into it. So, I mean, I, Definitely, it was just easier almost to cut everything out than just being like, oh, well, I'll do this here and there you know, right. during the week. It's just kind of like, just focus on this and get it done. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, again, that's, you know, just what I tell people. It's basically the cost of actually doing this. You know, it's it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to just put everything on pause for a few months and just get them passed than it is to just drag it out over like a year or more. Right. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can totally yeah, attest to that because, like, mine definitely took closer to, like, the year mark in that sense just because I was, well, I mean, just figuring out studying, too, but then just make, finding that discipline as well. And, I mean, I definitely would have loved it if it would have been a little bit shorter. But, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's definitely, like, the discipline is 
key there. And I mean, I think even with the morning stuff, like I found is like, yeah, it was really hard to get up in the morning, but the weeks that I was able to do that, like it was like, okay, you get up at five in the morning, whatever it was, take a shower, just kind of wake you up. And it's like, I felt like, you know, you're kind of doing stuff before the world's awake and anyone can bother you anyway. So it's just easier to almost get like, you know, the time when I actually did get up, it was like, you really got the good study hours. And I think at that point by doing it in the morning. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I think that was really helpful and you covered a lot of good tips that other people will hear and be able to use. So I appreciate you being on here and I'm glad you found our stuff and uh, used them somewhat and that it helped a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely appreciate (laughs) those. So that was the interview with Tori. So like the other interviews, I think you probably found that pretty helpful, especially if you are currently in the study process. And if you're about to start the study process, you still probably got a few ideas that you will be able to kind of apply or some kind of big picture ideas to help you narrow down how you will study and kind of approach the study process. There's a lot to learn from all of these interviews that we've done. So again, if you found this helpful, please take a second and leave a review on the podcast app that you're using. And if you want to watch one of those free one-hour trainings where we walk you through the study process from start to finish, you will find that incredibly helpful. You can do that at superfastcpa.com slash pass now, or just text the word pass now as one word to 44222. So thank you for listening and I will see you on the next episode.